welcome everyone to uh, a little experiment that uh, me and my buddy uh, Josh here are trying called Positively Charged Wrestling. There we go. There's some tongue twisting stuff. Um, And as you can tell by the title, uh, this is going to be another out of the million and one, uh, another (laughs) wrestling podcast. But I'd like to think this one is going to be a little bit different. And uh, this was primarily Josh's idea. So I'll let you kind of explain in a nutshell how this will be different from a lot of the other wrestling podcasts out there. Well, um, I'm Josh, by the way. Nice to meet all (laughs) all our fans. Um, Well, you've got, of course, there's a lot of people love wrestling. A lot of people talk about wrestling. But unfortunately... That brings us with, with a lot of negativity, especially through social media and stuff. You'll you get hit with some negativity. It starts to spread, and you'll find yourself with stuff you may be interested in just completely getting shut down, and it's just not cool. So we're looking to do this and kind of have it as a more of a positive thing to find good in it, you know, to, to focus on the positive stuff. And, you know, we might touch on some negatives, but we're not going to dwell on them because, that, you know, that, that's just not, not our goal here. Yeah, uh, most definitely. And, and, I mean, we're realists. Yeah, the the product overall has probably seen better days. I I would like to think um, they're going through some growing pains. Uh, We're going to see some big changes before the fall. Um, You you don't get a billion dollars worth of network money and – not make some big changes. I think it's some of what we're seeing right now. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try and remain positive uh, overall because it, we're all fans. Uh, I mean, people people want to want to kind of crap on it sometimes, but um, to me, it, it, it's a beautiful art form. Uh, when, when done well, it, it's it's really a beautiful art form. And yet again, I'll kind of hand this over to you while, while we're kind of getting into this. What? Um, how long have you been a fan? Um, what what kind of drew you in, and and just things of that nature? <clears throat> uh, well, I've been a fan pretty much my whole life. Uh, I don't really remember a time without wrestling. Um, of course, as a little kid, you know, it was characters like Hillbilly Jim and Jake the Snake Roberts were the first ones I noticed. Uh, you can't help but notice Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, he was awesome. I would say my first big superstar I was a fan of was The Ultimate Warrior. Um, it, it was a comic book come to life, you know, and what kid wouldn't love that, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. From there, you know, it, it just progressed. Uh, Bret Hart. Gotta love Brett. Uh, right on. <laughs> from the tag team days, uh, from the moment he started his singles run, I mean, you could see something was there. Um, was, was very surprised with the world title win down out, out of nowhere. That kind of, I honestly didn't even notice he had the title belt. It, uh, it, we were so used to seeing him with the Intercontinental title that year <laughs> that he come out and did the interview, and me and my brother. He was halfway through the interview before my brother was like, hey, he's got the world title on his shoulder. And we was like, what happened? <laughs> um, <laughs> kept going through there. Uh, around that time, Shawn Michaels started his singles run. And 
So he, he's my number one guy. Yep. Um, personality, backstage issues aside, I know he, he was difficult to work with, but dude is amazing in the ring. Tells a great story. And his second run, when all that personal stuff was out of the way, was amazing. I mean, he was put on great matches, but at the same time, you know, he, he helped got, get people over. And, I mean, I don't, it, just, it just clicked so much better than the first round, in my opinion. Well, well uh, just to interject real quick, just a real quick sidebar, was the second run better than the first? I think as a whole, it was. Uh, I, I lean in that direction, too. <laughs> I mean, there was some great stuff from the first round. I mean, that's why we all noticed it was the first round. Yeah. Um, and, and also, I mean, I, he may have been a butt backstage and and wasn't willing to work with people in a way. But you kind of think at the same time, professionally, it might have brought out the best in him in a way. Yeah. But, I mean, that's something he had to overcome while he was out. And he did. You know, he found found his outlet. He overcome it. He become a better person. And I think become a better performer because, like I said, he was, he was willing to lose. But... Uh, you've heard maybe the, the phrase "the art of losing," and I mean he he lost and still got himself over and got the other guy over, and I mean there were so many great moments from the second round. So uh, the the match with Cena at uh, WrestleMania 23 is a gem that I think we forget about. It is. Um, it's often overlooked. That that's that's a heck of a match. I, I watched that actually not too long ago while getting ready. Mania, and that's I forgot how good it was because that mania was kind of overshadowed by our now president, uh, <laughs> Mr. Donald Trump, being involved in that whole media push, and uh, and you know that kind that world title match kind of took a back seat to some degree, and that that's that's a heck of a match. But anyhow, sorry to interrupt. We got off on a sidebar there, but continue on. <laughs> well, well, I mean, actually, the, the interrupting sidebar, that, that's actually a perfect thing for this podcast because there's so many great moments. Uh, lifelong <laughs> fans, you know, there's so many different turns, different directions we can go with that. Um, and, and also, I mean, the if you're talking about that specific WrestleMania and, and uh, that match, there was, um, from what I'm uh, from what I've heard over the years, you know, of course, that wasn't the original plan for that mania. So to, to throw that together and have it come out so well, because I've heard, I think it was going to be Cena and Hunter again. Yeah, yeah. Like. That that's that's what I've heard as well. I think it, it turned out better than it would have been if it was Cena and Hunter again. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> and and um, also, what maybe two weeks later, three weeks later, we got that awesome hour Broadway. Yeah, and uh, if I remember correctly, at the end of that, didn't Sean, he, he mouthed something at the end of that. Like, I had something to prove or I had to prove a point. Something like that. Yeah. I remember that so vividly, and I don't know, it's just a little moment. He's standing over Cena, and actually, spoiler alert, won that match. Uh, and he, I, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it was, I had to prove a point. Or I, I had something to prove, or something like that, and that, that's always stuck out for some reason. Yeah, I, I need to go back and rewatch both of those matches. Actually, it's been a while on either one of those. But thanks to the WWE uh, Network for only nine ninety nine, we can do. <laughs> good plug, good plug. <laughs> um, so I'll kind of pick up here, I guess, and kind of 
give a quick synopsis. Uh, like yourself, been a lifelong fan, um, and kind of piggybacking off what you said about a comic book come to life, the guy that drew me in, and it is still my all-time favorite, uh, Andre the Giant. Not the best in the ring. Uh, some, some of the stuff from the 70s was was pretty cool because uh, he, he was deceivingly athletic, but um, just, I think one of my very first memories was obviously, I'm sure a lot of people's WrestleMania three. And that actually, I seen the princess bride first. Uh, and I was maybe three or four years old during this time period. I seen that first and Fezzik, and that's still my all time favorite movie. Uh, the, uh, Can't go wrong with that movie. No, uh, Fezzik, uh, the, that that character kind of—I was like, "Wow, what is this?" And then I stumbled across wrestling and seen him. I, well, that's the guy from the movie. That's cool. I like him. And then when Hogan beat him as as a kid, I was not a Hulk maniac because he beat Fezzik. I, I did not like Hulk Hogan. Why? Why did you beat the big friendly giant? So. <laughs> <laughs> And, and honestly, as I grow, as I grew older, I grew to not like Hogan for other reasons, <laughs> backstage politics, etc. But I respect the heck out of him for everything uh, he's done for the business. Uh, I'm not going to say bar none because Austin could probably throw his name in the hat. I, w- I was going to say he's probably the biggest draw, biggest star. Um, but, uh, anyhow, at least up to that point and for, for many years after. Yeah. Um, and much like yourself, um, huge Bret Hart fan. Um, his stuff still holds up today because it felt legitimate. It felt real. Um, it had a, you know, some people say he took himself too serious but you know, maybe more people need to take themselves a little more serious I, because it felt like a legitimate, I, I don't want to go as far to say UFC fight, but it, it felt like a legitimate contest. And there is nothing more than I love, be it, and, and NXT does this pretty well on some of their big pay-per-views and big matches. I love it when holds are being called and um they're actually the announcers are helping the performers tell the story and, and it's it's being called you know like like a legitimate sporting event like a football or a basketball game and uh jim ross was master class in that um and and that just sucks me in and there was a lot of bret hart matches that that had that feel um true, true. obviously probably one of my top two or three favorite matches ever uh the austin hart match from wrestlemania 13 um just wonderful um and i and i've just kind of remained a fan like yourself to this day because i just love it there there's nothing else the only other thing i could compare it to would be comics and, and i'm not talking comic comic book movies but i'm comics where 
characters and stories evolve and are never ending over time. And it's that's the only other thing I could compare it to. And to, to your phrase earlier, it's sort of like comics come to life in that regard because it's it's eternal. Like then, now, forever, as, as they like to say. So <laughs> Memories that even like younger generations are experiencing now through the network and everything is pretty cool. Um, uh, most definitely. Uh, so now that we kind of got that, uh, going, um, I guess what we'll do and, and over time, I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of the past stuff, but, uh, obviously there is a current product that, um, we do want to cover. So you were mentioning that, uh, you took some notes this week and kind of we're a little more engaged in Raw. Um, so I'll let you, we'll, we'll start with Raw. I, I'm guessing you've had a chance to catch SmackDown. Yeah, I just actually got done watching it a couple hours ago. Nice. Okay. Because uh, I was going to be like, well, <laughs> if you haven't watched it. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I, I'll let you kick off uh, with some of your takeaways from Raw and um Maybe some things you liked and things you didn't like, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Sounds good. Uh, I've actually got some stuff wrote down from last week too. I might look over it if, I, if there's something I want to throw in. Uh, okay. Um, of course, I don't want to just be like you know, well, you know, this guy beat this guy, this guy, you know, stuff like that. We'll, we'll touch on the highlights, the, the stuff that kind of caught my eye. Uh, of course, we kicked off for all this week. You know, we had the uh, was the wild card rule. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess adding more excitement for the fans and stuff like that. I think it would have played out a little better if um, they kind of give a reason as to why all these SmackDown guys were showing up instead of just, hey, I decided to show up this week. You know, that kind of threw me off. But um, if they give a reason well, for them to be there and then told the wild card thing, you know, well, made a little more sense. To, to interject, uh, apparently, according to. Uh, Meltzer and, and, and those folks uh, apparently Fox and USA because not not to be too negative but ratings have been really bad <laughs> the past two or, two or three weeks so there's reports that Fox and USA have urged them to be like hey let's, let's stop the whole brand split I don't disagree with that um to, to a certain degree. So this could have been the compromise that, look, we don't have enough airtime for all this talent. I don't know. So we're just going to like our big stars just swap back and forth. I don't know. But uh, I, I agree. A, a reason may have been better, but supposedly that was the the real reason. <laughs> I, I guess maybe too, maybe they didn't have the, uh, maybe they didn't have the time to create a decent reason, you know, for storyline purposes, you know. Yeah. Maybe the networks kind of give them an ultimatum and they were like a grounding for a reason or something and they were just like, well, we'll just have Rain show up. We'll just have Kofi show up. We'll have Brian show up and not really have time to work in a storyline purpose. Um, of course, they could have easily done something where um, Reigns had to show up and help Rollins or something. That might have worked out. But, but again, it may have been short notice. Yeah. Hmm. But it- it was a fine start to the show. It, it was different. It was exciting. Um, so. And, and it did catch attention. I mean, any or all that starts off with Vince McMahon coming to the 
know. We don't, oh, yeah. We don't get a lot of those anymore, so it's kind of like, hey, there's Vince. Takes you back to the yeah. attitude era just for a second. But maybe not exactly, but you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, what else what else kind of caught your eye let's see now of course we went into the uh, Rollins Styles against uh, uh, Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin eh, you know an alright match nothing really a note except for uh, Cor- Corbin getting the pinfall which yeah. uh, I don't know if it's something they'll capitalize on if I was booking you know next week's draw would have a uh, you know Corbin saying hey I've been the champion it's time for my title shot type moment or something, you know? Um, you know, he... <clears throat> Corbin gets a bad rap. He he does. And a lot of people don't like him. I say that's a good thing. He's, he's doing his job. Um, we're not supposed to like him. Sure. And so... Some people may say, well, he, he just sucks. He's this, he's whatever. He's good on the mic. I mean, he's he's not Ric Flair the Rock, but he doesn't stumble over his lines. Okay. He's a big guy who can move. He's solid in the ring. So, yeah, he probably was put in the wrong role as, as the general man- manager and kind of shoved down our throats. But, but let's ease up on the guy. He's, he's in that position for a reason. I mean, he's he's solid. Like I, I don't fully understand why people just crap all over him. My take on him is he, he's one of the guys that there's potential, there's talent. Uh, like there's some stuff he does in the ring, like the uh, deep six and stuff. Yep. It's just awesome looking. But I, I think he's just he just hasn't found his his catch. You know, he hasn't found like there's something missing. It's one of them situations like, you know, when he finds it, he may just like, you know, hit the ground running to take off. It might be for Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, I don't dig the whole TGI Friday's waiters look he's got going on. <laughs> I wish he would kind of go to something different, but. Yeah, that would be a very good start. <laughs> That's kind of, it just looks like he just showed up to the arena and didn't have time to change, yeah. you know. Even worse so than, you know, like Cena wrestled in his, uh, Jean shorts, but I mean, this really looks like you know, you rushed to the ring, like, oh crap, I just got here. Yep, <laughs> you're going on right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll just wear my little button up shirt. And have my um, so something I, I'm gonna kind of interject a little more here, and then I'll hand it back. Uh, Speaking of people that, you know, may have found their niche, may have not found their niche, Lacey Evans, she she was on here. She won over a jobber. Um, and I never thought I would say this, but I am digging me some Lacey Evans. Like, she's solid on the mic, solid in the ring. Um, I like what she's been doing with Becky Lynch talking about uh, waiting it just like a man to run their mouth or whatever it was she said th- th- that little play on words and then you know like I'm digging really digging Lacey Evans I gotta admit um, the gimmick is, is really entertaining me um, it, it, at first I was like what is this yeah. 
but as I've seen her like the handkerchief thing you know she was in the ring this week with the handkerchief mid-match worked a little sweat took the handkerchief out and kind of dabbed the sweat away you know that, I was like that that's just perfect you know it's a little little nod that they worked in there but it's pretty cool the only thing I don't like is her music it just kind of yeah it, it takes me out of it for a second but uh, I mean the, the gimmick the she, she did the little invite things for the other ladies backstage um the full lady gimmick. I, I would like to see a little more entering out of her. Um, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of her work in the ring. Uh, and, of course, this week was kind of a quick squash match, so we didn't get a lot out of that one. Um, but I'm sure that'll play out in the next couple weeks. We'll get a little bit more from her. Um, It is nice that she is actually getting in the ring other than just walking down, you know, up and down the ramp, though. So it's nice we're progressing in that direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So... Kind of, kind of jumping around here, uh, because this is the hot, hot thing that the wrestling world is talking about. Uh, we had week three of the Firefly Funhouse. So, I know you and I have kind of texted back and forth about this, but I mean, what are your thoughts on not only week three but this whole? new direction <laughs> well the only thing I can say about the Firefly Funhouse is yowie wowie just as, <laughs> just as very impressive uh, uh, actually I'm, I'm digging it um, it's different um, I'm sure the first glance of it uh, when it first started it took me a moment you know because it was kind of like what in the world are they doing yeah but uh, I, I'm I'm digging it. I like um, it. I like the uh, the way it's playing out with the. Uh, of course, he's like reformed or whatever, you know. But of course, I've got the little little nods in there, you know, like the uh, the painting. And yeah. uh, I I don't know if you noticed. I'm sure you did the uh, the way he ended with the catchphrase. I like the way. All you have to do. Let me in, and you know it was kind. Of, it was different the second week. Yeah, and it was even different again this week. And and I liked um, holding the sheep this week, the the little stuffed sheep. True. Uh, and and the kids that just kind of added a layer of creepiness. Um, because I, push the envelope, go go in that direction. I don't mind. It's not going. I know it may offend some people. I, you can go you can dip your toe in that direction a little bit and be a little edgy without being over the top so stuff like when he had the kids with the sheep mask a few years back that was creepy but cool just just enough um I, I'm, I'm digging it too uh I'm curious to, as to how it's going to translate to a live audience I'm curious as to when he's going to return to the ring he looks in phenomenal shape he's he's filling out that sweater like a boss like he, he looks muscled um, I don't know who his first feud's going to be with I, I don't I, it's it's got my interest that's for sure yeah, I agree with you. I don't really know how it's going to play to the live audience, how they're going to transition from segments to uh, in the ring. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they've got a plan there. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's 
So it's an interesting, different gimmick. Is he going to come back as kind of like a face and then have these moments, you know, to bring back the heel side of Bray? Or yeah. is he going to be immediately a, a heel that, you know, I don't know, a heel in hiding, I guess, you know, where he's a heel, but he's got this fake facade on, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Could be interesting. Um... Go, go go on with your notes. I'm I'm sure you had more there. I'm just, just kind of bouncing back and forth here. Um, one thing I want to touch on, uh, and this is from last week, from uh, from a couple weeks ago when it started, and uh, continuing into this week, um, the Sami Zayn, uh, not not talking about his uh, getting the uh, shredder treatment, you know, with the uh, getting tossed in the, the garbage truck, but uh, his heel heel promos where he's like kind of digging at the fans yeah I've loved them I, I think it's it's a neat approach I can't remember what the what what, what his word was the um, something entitlement or whatever this last week on Raw and then uh, of course he come out and interrupted well, I'm getting ahead of myself but he interrupted on Smackdown this week yeah and I, I really love him kind of goping the fans and stuff it's pretty cool yeah um it it's It really is, um, and, and I wasn't sure how that how that was going to play out when he initially came out and done it. But it looks like he's pretty much going to be a upper mid card to main event level heel, uh, which is desperately needed. Um, I mean, judging from, and, and I don't know why. Without getting too negative, I don't know why they done the dumpster spots. I, I don't know what. Yeah, it looked cool, but then it's like, all right, this guy has kind of built up a lot of a lot of heat, a lot of momentum, and then you talk about how he smells like a foot. I felt that was kind of a little lowbrow, but uh, but no, it it looks like he's going to play straight up there with his buddy Kevin Owens and. They're in desperate need of uh, some main event level heels. Very true. Um, Very true. But I, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving this heel work right now. I know, which I know he's been heel for a while, but of course, where he's been out and everything, he's come back and he, he's to me, he's coming out as a better heel than he was at the face. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like deeper talent to pull from there. The it, you know, it's it's true. That the best heels in any era always speak a little bit of truth. That because that's what ticks you off. It's like, gosh, I don't like what this guy's saying, but ah, he's right. So that makes it even more uh, for you to dislike them. So, uh, but um, what what else have you got from this week's draw? Let's see. Oh, um, the uh, Drew and Roman Reigns match. Yeah, I I think better than the Mania match myself. I won't disagree with that. I I thought it was solid. Uh, I find it curious uh, that <laughs> they're almost going out of their way to kind of keep Roman away from the title picture right now, and. I'm not complaining, 
but but I find it curious. It's like they're afraid the fans will turn on him again. I, I, I don't know what what's going on there, but I, I I'm digging the uh, the little feud that him and McIntyre are having. Um, and I agree. I thought it was better than the Mania match. I I, I think you're onto something there with the uh, keeping him from the title. I honestly think that has been the problem the whole time, in my opinion. Um, the fans would get you know give him the negative reaction and everything, and they would kind of ease off on him. And then uh, as soon as they would catch any sign of a positive reaction, they'd throw him right back to the title. Yeah, and I think what he needs, you know, he needs to get there again. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to him getting there again, but not immediately. It needs to be a slow build, you know. Um, keep, keep him away from it for a while. Yeah, um, and it needs to be the he needs to go up against the right guy. Uh, I think someone like a Daniel Bryan would be pretty cool. Uh, they've they've had some good matches before. Um, it needs to be a heel who who the fans can hate. Um, and really cheer for for Roman. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely doesn't need to be for a while. True, true. Oh, uh, one, one note I have on that match too. Uh, Eva got a kick out of this one. Uh, um, I, I've named Drew McIntyre one of his moves. I don't know what the official name of it is, but uh, <laughs> I, I know the. The regular version of it is an Alabama slam. Yeah. Uh, Drew does it reverse, so I'm, I'm trying to call it the Amabella slam, you know? Amabella. 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 I, I don't know if that's official or if, if we can make that official, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, little Lacey, Lacey always says that Drew McIntyre should be on the on the front of a uh, one of those steamy novels. Like should be riding a, a horse going, hey, we lassie. And, that would, that and would I could see that. So, because uh, he's he, got something to work on if, if the wrestling thing doesn't pan out that way. Know, he, he could just be the next Fabio. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of matches, that, well, I don't think it was better than the Mania match, but, uh, Really solid title match between Brian and Kofi. Uh, that, that, very entertaining. Very entertaining. Um, the uh, I, don't, I don't think it was better than the Mania match because the Mania match just had that magic to it. But uh, but uh, really, really solid stuff. Something that I didn't care for that I want to touch on is what. <laughs> And, and I know this is supposed to be positive, but why do we have to bury the revival? <laughs> That's true. I just I don't I don't know if it's where they're not going to resign. Supposedly that's going on. They offered them big contracts. They didn't take them. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that that just I'm I just shook my head at that. So anyhow, yeah, uh, I'm sure that. That's probably part of it, the uh, contract situation. However, however, being that this is a positive uh, outlet, I did find a positive in it. Okay. 
believe it or not. I was thinking about that this morning, actually. I was like, how do we get a positive out of the, these, uh, the past two Uso revival segments, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got thinking about it. And the positive I come up with is, is more often than not, feuds nowadays involve, like, the two participants. Um, it's basically every week it's a match between the guys. Yeah. Like, the first week of the feud, they're in a match. The next week they're in a match, and and they forget how to tell stories and build feuds without. Oh, here's another match, you know. So the positive takeaway I'm getting from it, at least, you know, the Usos and Rival aren't wrestling every week. You know, it's, it's as long as we get the payoff match. True. That's uh, okay. I I can dig that. I can dig. That. I kind of did kind of have to look a little hard to find that one, but you know. No, that's that's good. Uh, um. Have you got anything else from Raw? Uh, any, any more notes? I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for Raw. All right, let's uh, hop on over to SmackDown, where uh, we had oh, AJ wait, wait, wait. come out, kick it off, and Kofi and Sammy, and set up a uh, triple threat match. Um, and, and we'll just jump ahead to that since we mentioned it. Talk about another good match. That was a highly entertaining triple threat match that they had me fooled. I honestly thought for a second they were going to put the title on Sammy. I kind of thought so too at a couple points in there, especially as KO come down and got involved. Yep. I, I really they I they they hooked me. I thought, oh wow, they're going to do this, and they didn't. So highly entertaining stuff. Um, what uh, what kind of notes have you got from SmackDown? Uh, now, I don't have a whole lot wrote down from SmackDown. Um, um, mostly just results. Nothing really caught me kind of off guard or anything like that that I took notice of for SmackDown you might you may have a little more than I do um not SmackDown for me is always an easier watch for the sheer fact that it is uh just two hours um Ali and uh, Andrade not sure why we have to shorten their names but whatever uh, <laughs> I did find it funny that they were both in the match together, and they're the most recent uh, guys to fill fall victim to that. Um, they they had an okay little thing before Orton came out. Uh, then a uh, a pretty solid tag match. Uh, I think it's going to be fun having Daniel Bryan and Rowan as the tag champs. I don't know if they're going to feud with the Usos. That that could be fun. Um, Shane and Miz uh, building to the steel cage match. It's it it's been a pretty decent build. The Mania match was good. Uh, and I like face Miz. I, I think I think that's something I didn't think would work, but has. Uh, 
What else? Let's see. It, it's it's hard seeing Miz as a face, though. I still have moments of, you know, during his matches and during his segments, and I'm like, wait a minute. He, he's, he's been such a, a bad guy for so long, you know, kind of like, how, how is he, he facing this situation? But Yeah. And, and But I do, I do like him as a face, though. Yeah, and I don't think it's fully clicked. Like, you watch... I've watched a few episodes of Miz and Mrs. Uh, he's a likable guy on there. Now, I know a lot of it's kind of hamming it up for the cameras, but he comes off as a likable guy. So, I think it's uh, good timing that they turned him. Uh, true, true. Let's see. Um, Lars Sullivan. I'm kind of lukewarm on him. <laughs> I don't know. I know they're really trying to put him over as a monster, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not fully sold on him yet. Um, I was I was kind of surprised to see uh, Truth, like when Matt Hardy was doing his promo backstage. Our uh, Truth showed up. Yeah. Uh, uh, knowing that we're a little weak on SmackDown tag teams right now, and with Jeff being out and our Truth and. Uh, Matt both having problems with Lars Sullivan I was kind of like well maybe they'll put them together for the time being yeah and that might be what we get out of this possibly hopefully um, might not be the greatest tag team but but you know I, I say they could work in and at least get us to where we can get some tag teams built up for uh, our truth too he's, he's always kind of underrated in my opinion he looks amazing. Dude's like 47, 48 years old. He still looks like 27 or 28. I want whatever whatever he's eating, whatever he's <laughs> that, that dude's amazing. Um, Alistair Black doing a little promo. I don't know if we needed all the explanation behind his character. You know, I was, I was reading Reddit. Uh, Probably a bad thing to do during Raw, SmackDown, or pay-per-views because, as, as we alluded to earlier, uh, it's a lot of negativity. A lot of the people on there were being very negative toward this. Well, it's it's a knockoff Bray Wyatt promo. Well, what's he even saying, you know? So, what I did, I... I was like, okay, I want I put down my phone, I rewound the the show and I listened. And it wasn't that hard to understand. Yeah, it was probably a little wordy. And I, I've actually got a little snippet here. Um th- this is from a recap site. Um I'll just kind of run through this. And it, it's not hard to understand. It's uh, He sits before us as wrath and salvation. He said he must apologize to his opponents for his need to prevail at their expense, for they are the embodiment of the sins that he speaks of. Uh, Black said that now that he has revealed this part of himself, he has forgiveness of his own sins and that he will seek absolution for in the form of victory, victory that he shall take from you. So I didn't feel that was terribly difficult to understand um he's not talked a lot he's kind of letting people in that uh he's gonna go after the what what i took from that uh he he's gonna go after the people 
the the bad people. I get like almost like a Batman. You know, he he's not really a poster child for for good, but he's going to go after the evil. So I can feel that. That's what I took from that. I, I thought it was fine. I thought he delivered it well. Uh, and I think some people sometimes are just too busy looking for negativity. And well, this is what's he saying? Well, put down your phone and listen, <laughs> you know, or just take a minute to understand it. So, um, and that pretty much wraps up SmackDown. We already talked about the, uh, the triple threat match. Um, with with Black, I can get. Um, I, I think he comes across with his, his character and stuff. That a promo like that, like a, a solitary backstage promo, you know, fits him better than you know him just being out in the ring, you know, holding a microphone and you know, just talking. You know, he just doesn't. He doesn't look like that type of guy. You know, just come out. Yeah. So I, I think those the little solitary black backstage promos kind of cool and, and it let, it lets you in a little bit on him so it, it does and, and for the people out there complaining whatever look I don't I'm not going to say I don't care but for lack of a better way of putting it I don't care because when he gets in the ring and he he, he wrestles a I don't know maybe it's him and Bray Wyatt maybe that's the payoff that would be sweet uh, but uh, be it a Bray Wyatt, a AJ Styles, a Seth Rollins, a whomever he's in there with, the dude can go. You're not going to remember that promo. <clears throat> I mean, you will, but you're not going to remember complaining about it. You're going to be right back on there like, wow, he's awesome. So, exactly. yeah, you got to build. And for everybody, here's another thing, the contradictory nature wrestling fans complain about character development they're not wanting to develop any characters they don't want to you know build stars when they attempt to and I'm probably going to sound like Sami Zayn when I say this but when they attempt to we as wrestling fans complain about it but it's like what can they do then so no I, I I'm digging it it's uh I think it's some decent character development because before this, all we'd really seen is him and Ricochet in the tag matches. He really didn't say a lot, so I think it's a good character development. True, true. Um, Everybody needs a little character. <clears throat> it invests you more in, in the person, you know? Yeah. So, real quick, and uh, then we'll put a bow on this. Um Money in the Bank is a week and a half away. Um, so, I guess give me your pick for the uh, men's and women's Money in the Bank winners. For the men's, I'm, I'm going to go with Drew, but purely because I think he's my favorite out of the whole match. <laughs> Uh, there's some in there that are real talented, but I don't think it's quite their time yet, you know? Like, uh, you know, Ricochet just come up to the roster. You know, we, I think we need to let him build just a little bit more before we put it. But then again, when he wins, if he wins the briefcase, you know, he could have, like, all year to build on that. But but I think, you know, we need to let him simmer a little bit before we throw him right into the title picture. Um, I, I don't really think Strowman needs to win it again. No. Um, 
I honestly don't see Strowman as the type of uh, character that really needs the money in the bank briefcase to uh, to get an opportunity. So I didn't agree with that one last year. You know, he he's already got everybody's attention, so it, it doesn't need to be one of those needs the briefcase to get the shot. He's already getting shots, so that kind of threw me off. But so I don't think he needs it this time. And and Drew's like right there. He's knocking on the door of you know a title reign of being right in the top picture. You know, I don't. I, I, the briefcase would work, and um, I mean, he could constantly like pester the champions. I, I, I don't know, can he cash in on both shows, or is it, would it just be whatever show he's on? I would assume now with this wild card rule, it would be whatever show. See, that would be cool. He could pester whoever's champion on both shows at the time, you know. And um, I'm picking Andrade. I, Andrade, that's. I think he wins it, uh, build it to maybe Rumble next year, uh, and see where he's at. I don't know. Obviously, he would be a, a good surprise cash-in. I don't know if he would do the, I'm cashing in at the Rumble. Here's the contract. That might not fit his character. I'm, I'm picking Andrade. I, I think him and Zelina could really – really milk that stuff I can see it I can see it um alright and uh for the women ooh the women's I, I, I got no idea on this one um of course Bliss is a former winner so I don't you know they don't normally go back to the somebody that's won it before yeah so I, I don't see her getting it but I, I don't know out of the out of the ones in there well of course Carmella is also um Maybe Mandy, possibly. I, I don't know. Uh, if if I'm booking Andrade uh, a heel uh, to win the men's, I'm leaning toward Ember Moon, um, because I do think I'm not sure when. I do think we're we're gonna see the Becky two belts cool down. She's going to lose one of those belts. I don't know if she loses both. Um, but I, I could see Ember Moon winning it. She's super talented. Uh, I love the Eclipse as a finisher. Um, I, I, I think she could do some good with it. But but Mandy would, would be my very close second pick. Then you got Bailey in there who talk about super talented I mean come on give that girl a break true um maybe she could be the one to, to get it because if you notice they've not really focused much on her being in the match they've just told her told that she's in there but not really like she's not been involved she wasn't involved with the uh, tag match this week I don't think it was Naomi in that spot yeah no, Naomi. <clears throat> and Carmella and, and Ember yeah and and it would be a really good story to tell if she won it, then cashed in on Becky or on Charlotte, because then you have the four horsewomen thing going on. Um, speaking of which, real quick, uh, Sasha is, is she gone? What? What's? I don't know. I kept hearing that she was going to be in the uh, 
Money in the Bank match, but uh, apparently not. Unless somebody gets thrown out of it somehow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> what's going on there. Um, I wish she would come back. She's another one that's so talented. And I realize that everybody can't be in the main event. Everybody can't be the champion, but it, it is kind of frustrating sometimes to see someone that talented just kind of, I don't know, get pushed aside. I, I'm not sure how you want to put it, but hopefully she'll be back. True. I, see, I, I, I kept uh, hearing of the, um, you know, her, her frustrations and all that. And and honestly, it got to the point of hearing so much of it. I thought maybe it was a work, you know? Yeah. Maybe they were, they were planting seeds so that she could show back up and everybody it would get a big reaction of some sort or or maybe the the way she would show back up. I don't know if her turning on somebody or uh, being aligned with somebody else or something like that. It might get a big reaction in that sense. But with sure. the lineup show and her not on there yet, I guess that's not happening now. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe she cost Becky the title or Bailey the match or something. I don't know. Uh, so, but all right. Uh, so I guess... We'll put a bow on this first episode, and uh, to, to give people a little preview, uh, perhaps, of next week, uh, we'll obviously touch on the current product, maybe not as in much detail. Um, we mentioned we want to touch in, you know, kind of hop in our DeLorean and travel back in time a little bit. So, your idea... Uh, well, it was kind of a collaborative effort. I think both of our favorite years um, is 1997. It, it's it's a lot of people's favorite year in wrestling. And I would like to maybe next week kind of touch on why we think that is and really maybe start reliving some of the, some of the pay-per-views from that era, both WCW and WWF at the time. And, uh, Perhaps we'll find a uh, contrast to the current product because as uh, Jim Cornette likes to say, you know, history always repeats itself in wrestling. So who knows? True, true. Uh, but all right, man, uh, you got anything else to add? I think that's about it for this week. Um, yeah, definitely 1997. Uh, favorite year of all, of all time. Um, so much going on in that year and I'm not going to get too far into it. That'd be, that'll be for next week, but uh Looking forward to that. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, thanks for the dozens of people that are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> and, dozens, uh, and dozens we, of... <laughs> we shall see everyone or talk to everyone or whatever uh, next week then. Sounds good. All right. See you.